Mike, actually, you all sound like you're having a lot of fun. That's uh, great. We're having too much fun, we're, and it's a problem. Yeah, we're murdering ourselves. Um, are, 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 is our is our stuff coming in loud enough, or do you need to boost the uh, mic up a bit? No, it's fine. Okay, that's just kind of sitting on a bed right now. Well, I mean, yeah. that's how we do it. Yeah, we're yeah. literally just in our hotel our room. Good, our good friend Michael. Yeah, a good friend, uh, <laughs> microphone Bowman. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 would, I would not speak. Okay, okay right, that's right, fine. Right. Uh, if you want, you can actually just go back to your. I mean, if you want to hang out here, you're more. Yeah. Okay, all right, you're, you're fine. No, okay. There's a chair if you want it. Also. Okay. Give me a second to crack a hot bowl, though. Yeah, it's not good. A, sound good. A hot yeah. bowl. A what? A hot a red bowl? bowl? A, a red, red bowl. A hot bowl. Oh, red bowl. Yes. Bowl. Yes, the hot bowl. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm getting some boost of PUBG. Uh, could you. I mean. No. What? Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know. We'll start in a moment. Okay, that's fine. Hello, everybody. It is January 7th. Welcome to the Weekly Cooldown. I am, of course, Kami Jace. Uh, gonna be honest, I almost didn't do an episode because it's my, oh, rather, yesterday was my birthday. <gasps> um, so you are all in for a treat because there's actually some cool stuff going on today and I really want to talk about it. So uh, first, we're going to introduce my friends yet again, Sam and Marcy, who have been at MAGFest. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. How's it going? Uh, we're we're doing fine. We're slightly tired, but not mo- more or less good that we're in a hotel room where it's quiet and I don't anyway nobody's screaming, so that's always <laughs> good. good. Um, how's how's uh? I can't ask you what have you been playing this week, or can I? Have uh, you guys I been mean, playing? You can. We've been playing video. Yeah, I, it's, I, a, it's a video game convention. We sh- we certainly been. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, we've been playing games. We'll we'll, play, yeah. we'll got plenty. We'll, we got plenty of that. But you know, we'll, we'll we'll get there when we're ready for it. So it's just you know whatever. Yeah. But um, well, I just wanted to make sure that we also uh, tell we have third friend here. Hey, what's up? Ah, yes. Our our good friend Corbin, who was uh, with us when we did um, Paul's uh, charity stream. He's yeah. the one that sent uh, Charles Martinet to hell in uh, Tony Hawk's Underground 2. That's right. Hello. Hello. I'm also one uh, one of the Mac vets around with uh, Marcy and Sam. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these two, uh, Cor- Cor- Corey and um, uh, Marcy have been going to MAGFest longer than I. I only got pulled this into it. This might be my eighth MAGFest, which is freaking me out. That, Possibly seven wow. years. Yeah, I'm only on four, and it's just like, I'm like, holy fuck. Fuck. It's yeah, yeah. Fun being but but it's honestly the one con that I can go to, and I feel like, yeah, yes, this is the this is the con for me because it's right. It's music and video games. It's like that's it. That's my life. That's mission statement. It's that, literally in the title. That's it's all I do. I have nothing else to me. Right. That's and all I've we got. had a we had a very lengthy discussion uh, last episode between uh, Hay and Paul and uh, Marcy about music. Uh, uh, regarding you know some of the best music and video games we've had in 2017, so it'll be pretty interesting to talk about uh, music you guys have heard probably at Magfest. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we've actually you know I know we spent last episode talking a ton about Nier Automata music. We actually just spent the time preparing for this podcast, also practicing Nier Automata music to play yeah. at, the, at the at the con. Well, and no. uh, well, I mean, here's part of the fun thing with Magfest, and thankfully it seems like they fixed an issue that happened last year, so we won't go into it. Um, where there's these spots in the con where you can just kind of like set up with your instrument. Yeah, they equipment. call them they call them jam pods. Like like they just put it out there. That's a space that's like marked off, and I think there's like a 20 minute time limit on it or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, and basically what it is is that it's just like you know you just come a couple of your friends start playing something and you know usually video game music but part of the fun is that you know you can invite other people to like join in right yeah. so it's, it's like it's sort of um so like i think it was magfest 2014 uh before they uh jam pods were introduced two years ago mm-hmm. uh magfest 2016 yeah yes yes um yes yes so long ago so it would have been the year that my second year ago. so so 2014 um we had a great thing where uh, Corey and uh, our friend Yishan and Scott and uh, and I all played. Uh, we 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 sat down at like two a.m. 
with our instruments in the hallway before they had the jam pods, and we just started playing stuff, and just people started congregating, and we suddenly had this huge, like, ensemble of people sort of just improvising and playing Final Fantasy music. And yeah, we was, had, was it two wow. artists? We had, like, an acoustic bass player. We had a clarinet player. Yeah, I was trying, I was sitting and trying my damnedest to conduct the whole yeah. thing very badly. <laughs> and somebody and somebody came by from from the staff and was like, "Hey, we love this. We want to encourage more of this." And they gave us all uh, like merch discount vouchers. So wow, yeah, yeah. That's just the kind of like the, this is the convention that Macfest is. It's just really like um, the, we were talking about it earlier too. Just like all of us hanging out in the lobby. Just it's the kind of convention where people can go to and they see sort of they see an industry side of things and an indie side of things but mm-hmm. it's it's industry without the pr it's a lot of like the production it's like you can get some expertise you can go to the small panels you can share ideas with people well and that's like we were talking with one of our friends um elliot who uh twitter name um, name of the year name of twitter name at name of the year um he does he work for crunchyroll he does like freelance work for Crunchyroll. anyway okay but whatever friend yeah. of ours we were just kind of talking with him and it's like the cool thing about magfest is that it's like there, you know, of course there's, like, video game fan presence, like, it's just a bunch of nerds hanging out, whatever. Um, but there's also, like, there are developers there, but there's no, like, publisher presence. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> it's literally the people that make games, and it's, like, of course, like, programmers, but, you know, artists, musicians, like, everything like that. And you, you go to somewhere like PAX, and they're, they're, they're showing, they're showing, like, trailer reveals, and, and all the, all the publishers, like, show up and are like, here's our huge booth, and... They kind of have a stranglehold on what's there, uh, mm-hmm. but then you go to you go to Magfest and it's like, yeah, people who who work with big publishers, sure, but they're not representing those publishers. They're just here to, uh, you know, to lend their expertise to the people who come to see them, and it's Con- contributing and well. also tell stories and so. to just hang out. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's kind of the thing because it's like it's sort of like this nice in between point of like you know. GDC where it's like, you know, very technical talk, you know, like just, you know, like it, GDC has its place and it's, I really want to go to at some point, but it can be a bit um, daunting for people to get in who aren't like actively involved in development. And so like Megfist is kind of like this nice in-between point of like something like PAX and, you know, something like GDC. And there's a lot more focus on a lot of the artistic sides of video games. So I know it's music and gaming, but you see plenty of, like, visual artistry stuff that's going on. You know, there's, like... Plenty of cosplay. Yeah, like, there's a panel that's going on later where they're, like, talking about, um, like, the demo scene, which a lot of, you know, demo scene stuff ends up being stuff that people work on video games eventually start doing, too. So, And they make, like, visual effects and animations and everything like that. So it's... It's just, it's really cool. It's, like, probably the best con to go to if you want to be involved in, like, doing things with games or, like, displaying games. I don't know, playing games, whatever. Yeah. But, like, aren't, like, you know, someone who is necessarily, like, has a super in on the industry already. So it's it's just really cool. It's just this nice, you know, midway point between, like, you know, video gamers and the people who create video games. And just, like, this place where they can kind of be and enjoy both at the same time, so. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I noticed on the uh, guest list that there's, a, like you said, a good bit of, like, people who are in the industry but not necessarily, little, uh, rather not, uh, excuse me, not necessarily, like, uh, Sony execs or anything oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Frank Cifaldi, I dare I say a friend of the show who was on, on uh, episode five is there. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm so sad I missed his panel today. Yeah, yeah, he was actually really, um, really interesting to speak to and just really enlightening, I guess, about uh, game history and all the things he's doing to like preserve what's going on with video games. I thought that was interesting. I remember seeing his uh, his GDC talk about uh, video game preservation. It's one of yeah. my favorite things to watch. Just yeah. period. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and it's such a cool thing, and it's nice that someone is kind of like being aware of it now because you know you don't want to have the same thing that happened with like film where it's like from like 1910 until like maybe even like the like the late 30s into the 40s like film would just get like thrown away and just like okay we don't need that anymore like there was no concept of preservation the infamous missing doctor who tapes oh yeah (laughs) yeah that was a problem that went on even until like the 60s like more that was a little different because it was tv but still it's like that same thing it's like even or even the story where it's like um the guys who did uh monty python's flying circus the bbc wanted to just like use those tapes and record new material that's exactly what happened yeah and it's like the guys were like no we need to save this this is like stuff that we spent 
you know, our lives. So yeah, it's there's a lot of. So yeah, it's really cool that there's people in the games industry that's kind of like going, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, like they're they're keeping up like the concept of like games preservation, yeah. games history, mm-hmm. like actually starting so soon after. Yeah. Like it came like as a medium. Yeah. It's it's good. Well, it's very good. Well, and so far the only company that's ever really seemed to have any sort of real belief or kind of like attachment to that is like Nintendo. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, they do like their virtual console, but at least they they were pretty clear. We have a back <laughs> library of like. A bunch of our stuff that you know mm-hmm. they're kind of keeping in mind. But... I'm just remembering now what uh, Square Enix had to do with, oh uh, with with Kingdom Hearts One, where they they didn't have any of their assets anymore, so they basically had to hack the original game to remaster it. <laughs> I know. Wow. It's so bad. It's like the same thing where it's like they can't do HD remasters of like old PlayStation games because it's like we don't have it. like. They don't have, you know, like, the assets. They don't even have, like, some of the cinematics that they rendered. <laughs> like, they only have, like, the low-quality PS1 ones, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, it's... Well, goodbye. Yeah, it's it's a bit sad, so it's good that there is, you know, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it seems that MAGFest in general is just kind of like a lot of the, you know, artistic, social, and, you know, I guess, like, uh, you, you know, it's just kind of like understanding it as being an art form and a source of entertainment for, yeah. you know, people to do stuff with, so. Yeah. And the guests this year, they're, like, sort of the mid-range, like, you got people that are really cool to be around. Like oh, yeah. Stuff. I mean, I like think... Really high-hitting, heavy-hitting I mean, the big, the big headlining music act, who's sure to be fantastic, <laughs> oh, but, like, you know, okay, so previously we've had, like, Nobu Uematsu and the Earthbound Papas. Oh, uh, sure. The headline. They had Ninja Sex Party and Tupperware Remix Party uh, a couple years ago. Uh, the Proto Men. Uh, the Proto Men were there two years in two a row. Years, yeah. And um, then this year they have Jun Sanoe with the Sonic Adventure music experience. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, like, all the music, all that butt rock from Sonic Adventure. Which I'm, I'm really excited for, personally, <laughs> but I just like, don't think it's going to draw the same crowds. No. So, like, City Escape? Are we talking City yeah, Escape? Yeah, we're talking yeah, City yeah. Escape. We're talking, like, uh... Live and learn! Yeah, live and learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that Sonic Heroes. Yep. Oh, no. That yeah. sounds like something I would enjoy. No, it, it, it'll Let be fun. Let me like, show you just what I'm made of now. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, no. can, we, can we get the tail theme in there, though? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> the tail theme. It doesn't... No, wait, hey, I want to fly high. <laughs> no. Okay. All, all that aside, if they don't play any renditions of any Knuckles songs from, like, Sonic Adventure 2, I'll be really pissed off. I come tougher than Knuckles. Yeah, uh, uh, the best of them, rougher than Knuckles. You can call me Knuckles. Unlike uh, Knuckles, I don't chuckle. Normally, unlike yes. Sonic, Sonic, I don't, I don't chuckle. chuckle. I'd, I'd rather, rather flex, flex my, my knuckles. knuckles. There we go. <laughs> damn right, Knuckles. <laughs> I really hope uh, if they do that, the crowd just yells, damn right, Knuckles, oh, yeah. right when it's supposed there's to be. All, there's also that one, I can't remember what stage it's for, but, like, the rapper's talking about, um... A rouge, the yeah, bad yeah, rouge. rouge. Yeah. Smooth. <laughs> but or but then he says something like "or die." I don't love you, and it's like, well, thanks, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's really <laughs> it's necessary. Not, it's not like I liked you or anything, but yeah. 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 I, I don't think Hunted P is going to be here, but I so wish he was. Oh, that would have been so good. Yeah, I know. You could have done yeah. Death Chamber. Death Chamber. And like, just <laughs> like the, the I can see it now. The spotlight comes down the stage. He's just monologuing with himself as Sonic and Knuckles. God, I, I want that. You don't have Knuckles. <laughs> what a weird soundtrack. You know me. You know you and me don't get along. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God, that would, that would be like I don't that's know. a dream right there. That's a dream. Yeah, it's it's something, and that's for sure. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the thing, and like, uh, it, yeah, it's it's kind of weird because like the past three Magfests have always just been like these like huge, like way too big things going on, which is fine. It's like you know that's great, but it's just. This year, it's definitely a bit more like. Um, I mean, there's always they have, they have a you know full block of programming the whole weekend, but it's a lot of stuff that like I'm okay missing. Yeah, and the sure. energy's still good. Yeah, yeah, no, the energy's still good. And a lot but of it, I I, yeah. I like this so much better than last year. Yeah, last year was, and last year we were even <laughs> at like the hotel where like the con was, but it's yeah. just there was just it it kind of got stressful just because there was so much going on. And it's like, oh, we don't want to miss this. Oh, we don't. Want, oh, we need yeah. to find this person. Oh, we need to do that. It was just like, oh my god. So yeah, it was a, it was pretty intense last year. So this year, it's just been a bit more chill, but it's still, it still feels good. There's still just a lot of people like talking about, you know, games and kind of just like enjoying it and doing that sort of thing. And so yeah, so I and think still, it's still, 
so many people, so many internet friends to meet. Yeah, that's the other good thing too, is because I'm a West Coast denizen, and so this is like one of the few times I actually get to hang out with my friends on the East Coast. Right, yeah, you're in, uh, MacFest is in Maryland, right? Yep, it's in Maryland on the border between Virginia and, and D.C. and Maryland, yeah. It's like, it's like this weird point where it's like, if you go either way, you'll end up in another part of the country really quickly. Right, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Which is, I mean, I guess it kind of works. It makes it a little kind of point. It was, yeah. It was well, funny. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of what the D.C. metropolitan area is like in general. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's kind of good with that. Yeah, but we felt... It's like Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, yeah. all over the place. Yeah, the, we- yeah. the weather kind of felt bad for some people because everybody was coming from the north trying to go south and just like, had to deal with like fucking hell. Oh, Sorry, like, this is the weather you're used to. I know, exactly. And it's like, <laughs> meanwhile, we're coming up yeah. from like, you know, uh, northern Virginia, so we're coming from the south, not even... Like, we're just going no, it's like... Not, it's not the south. I mean, yeah, you're just... No, I don't mean the south. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're... We're, we're coming just, from like, south, yeah. We're coming from south, but we're more like coming just from like, you know, like west, like west, going yeah. to the east. And it's like it takes us forty five minutes to get here, and I'm hearing horror stories of like it took us ten hours to get, yes. and it's just like oh my god, so three hours in New York, and it's like oh I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's like oh, it kind of sucks to be that, but it's like oh, yeah, it's kind of a weird time of year uh, because of all the snow. But I mean, if you got to go to Magfest, you got to go to Magfest. Yeah, you go, yeah. you go, you they, go. They <laughs> February one time, and it was the best. Oh, it was so okay. good when it was on that. I wish they would just move. Anyway, whatever. That's yeah, yeah. That's uh, that. Now I'm just getting into nitty gritty. So, so, should we? Uh, should we talk about? Um, I, I think we should build up to the the one we wanted to talk about. But should I, we? Should we talk about the games we've been playing this week? Yeah. Um. There. There are some indie games. Uh, showcasing, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Correct. Yes. One, one, one of right. by someone we know pretty well, even. Yep. Oh well, let's uh, let's jump into what yes. you guys have been playing All this right. week. So I got. I I have a, a couple friends, one of whom I've literally known since first, first grade, oh um, and her boyfriend, who is also just separately a friend of mine, who uh, did a ton of uh, music for Homestuck, um, named Alex Rossetti, and the two of them have uh, been making a platformer game called Haymakers. Oh, that's uh, at Haymakers Game on Twitter, like H A Y. Um, it is a game where you play as a, uh, scarecrow named Lottie, and she has a hitchfork, which is like a pitchfork with curved prongs, or tines, I guess you would call it. Yeah, I, I mean, guess. they're prongs, it's a uh, Yeah, it's whatever. a, it's, wait, it's, it's bigger, it's too big to have tines, I guess. Think of it like a giant fork. <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, and, um, you know, she's got, you know, all sorts of mid-air control, because it's a side-scrolling platformer, but... Uh, the main the main gimmick or uh, mechanic I should say gimmick, <laughs> gimmick. erase that word uh, the, the main mechanic is uh, she puts out her pitchfork and just like grabs onto things and uh, can like launch off of them and break walls and do like cool wall jumps and stuff and it's it's super cool I had so much fun playing it yeah, it's it, and it's like you know, game still in development. There were still like we had like a couple of frame rate issues, but it's like yeah, whatever. It's just, that's a video game. But um, it's kind of it's kind of cool because um, two things. Well, one thing that stood out is like the game is very much influenced by um, like the game uh, Kirby Superstar, which came out on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, like how many five years ago? Al- Alex's Alex's adoration of Kirby cannot be understated. Oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> like what's well, like, like, like like I was telling him. Uh, I, I was having a hard time hearing the music over the the crowd noise in the in the exhibition hall, but like I was telling him, yeah, my uh, my 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 brain is just filling in the gaps with Kirby melodies, and he was like, that was the plan all along. Yeah, it was like very <laughs> oh, much wow. the same kind of tone. But even like other things, like um, the fact that like the doorways are like the arches, like yeah. just the bl- I was like, yeah, right, those are just, they just have Kirby doorways. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> okay, those are Kirby doorways, and then um, the other one. <laughs> The other one, which is actually one of the cool things, so um, when you like hook onto stuff and like launch yourself, launch, launch yourself off, um, you know, you can like hold the stick or you know D-pad a certain direction, and you'll go jump that way. One of the things that you can do is you can like bounce against these uh, blocks that when you hit them, it basically starts doing a thing uh, where the blocks at that point will start to like disappear. And so it'll, like, open up pathways, but sometimes it'll be set up in such a way that it's, like, it'll open up a wall, and then you can launch yourself onto, like, the floor made up the blocks, but you have to get off that, you know, in time before, like, the thing goes out. So it's, yeah, like... it's sort of like, it's, it's like a fuse. Yeah, and which is, oh. which is a thing that was in the Kirby Superstar game, uh, because there were, like, these blocks where you'd, like, hit it with a bomb, 
and it, yeah. like, the blocks would start to delete, you know, and like kind of just like right. Blow and it's up. like oh, you gotta you gotta get this treasure chest or something before it. It uh, drops into like a yeah, pit or yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like that kind of same thing too, and it works really well. I mean, it's it's definitely like you can get some super duper precision and get like some yeah. kind of like super meat boy level of like you know platforming, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Cause yeah, it's like it it has it. It, it is a game that I can compare very favorably to Super Meat Boy. Yes, which... Mm -hmm. as, as, as somebody who kind of, like, yeah. felt like Super Meat Boy was a little, like... I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like Super Meat Boy's main draw seemed to be that... Like, I know everybody said... It's, like, like, it's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult, but the issue is, is yeah. that, it, like, the game constantly presents you with, like, the entire thing of what's going on, so you right. know what the solution is. Right. And so at that point, your ability to solve... It, your ability to get past that is to like just rely entirely upon like split second button presses. Yeah, it's it's mm. execution. It's not... right. Yeah, which is not yeah. I, my idea of fun. I understand some people like mm -hmm. that, which yeah. like go for it. So, so yeah. Haymakers has some very like very light similarities to I guess sort of the the fidelity of control. I think of, of Super Meat Boy, which I like. Yeah, but but it, right. but but instead he uses it to an advantage of where like having that will um, make you want to kind of just like sort of jump around and explore a bit because there were secrets there. Like one of yeah. which one of which apparently nobody found except for me because like I know how video games work. <laughs> um, but I mean that's what I was. But that's kind. Of, but that's what I liked is like oh this game is allowing me to do this. Yeah. I wonder if they've kind of hidden any super secret things around here and I found like a couple of them. So it's like it is um it is very very much a game by. By a person who was clearly raised on, like, all of the Nintendo platformers that weren't <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, like Kirby, Yoshi, you know, <laughs> all that stuff, to the point where, like, uh, the visual style is very much, like, yeah, you know, it's all it's all hand drawn, but like the backgrounds are all, all look like look like patchwork quilts. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I just kind of googled it and I went on to their Twitter, and it's just. It's the cutest thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm noticing it it kind of brings me into a, like a like a Paper Mario feel yeah. uh, personally. Um, it's just it's it's got it's got all the Nintendo feels. Yeah, that's actually yeah. what you want. Stronger than Kirby. <laughs> I felt it wasn't just Kirby, it was Yoshi's story. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Yoshi. Right, yeah. But yeah. design ones. Yeah, or like, you know, Epic Yarn. Epic Yarn. So. Yeah. Except except it's still more fast paced, like Epic Yarn is oh, yeah. very, 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 very chill slow. Game. Very yeah. chill, yeah. So but Yes. I, I was noting that despite this uh being a platformer, it is moving uh, very quickly. Very um, fast, yeah. Like once you get the hang of it, you can just breeze. Well, not I want to say breeze through because yeah. there there are, there's plenty of challenge to it. But like if you if you're familiar with the level, you can just yeah you can yeah. breeze through. Which, it. Is, which is kind of nice because that's almost sort of like Sonic the Hedgehog, where it's like part of yeah. the joy of like you know. And I'm talking about like the old Sonic or you know Sonic Mania. Like once you get an idea of how the level works, mm -hmm. like being able to just run through it at full speed is like it's it's, it's fun. It's I don't, a I blast. Don't, yeah, it's I like, think <laughs> I think Haymakers is going to be a very fun game to speed run. Yes, I mean besides that. Too, oh like, yeah, that some of that ex that execution element we're talking about Super Meat Boy. I noticed when you were doing it because I was just doing it over the shoulder thing. Yeah, um, there is when you do those jumps, those air dashes. It's a very discreet difference. Yeah, if you're just rebounding off a wall, you don't automatically latch onto one of the jumpable objects. Yeah, you have right. To yeah, you never, you, you, you never, you it. never automatically latch onto anything. You have to, you have to actually like consciously do it. You, yeah, you, you have to catch it. You have to be like, okay, I'm heading toward this object that I have to grab onto, and you have yeah. to actually press a button, which I like. Yeah, no, buttons. I like yeah. that as well. So it's like it, it definitely, you know, it, it it feels like it has a lot more control yeah. um, than you know uh, platformers so, that try to do like the high speed thing. So that's something I'm excited so that, about. Yeah, so that was like um, uh, one of the indie things. Did you play any other indie things? Because well, that was the only one I got that's a chance. The, yeah, that's, so the, that's the only indie game I've played. Um, our, our friends at Pillow Fight Games are there. I still need to check out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in Miami. I, I saw them up in TCAF and, like, now seeing that they have yeah. an actual... Like, I don't know if they had then, because I think they were just doing, like, a, a panel presentation there. Yeah. Just about the generals of the mm -hmm. really good visual novels. So just seeing yeah. that, that up there in front of display, like, just the very, like... Big like Vice, like Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah. All, I love that all of my friends who are displaying games at the Indie Showcase have amazing looking booths. Oh yeah, no, and they like, really, yeah, they, they just draw you in. They, <laughs> they really know how to do it, and it's like so. And that game is being um, developed by uh, my friends Conrad and Joe, who I worked with them when I did uh, um, both Hustle Cat and uh, the Starfighter visual novel. 
Yeah, like, yeah, because I, I remember they talked to me about it too, like when they were like starting out. I was like, okay, cool, you know, like whatever, yeah. just like stuff like that. So, uh, you know, good to see that kind of, yeah. you know, getting there as just well. Just continuing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, and and, 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 yeah, and, and it's and it's doing pretty well for like um, you know presence and everything like yeah. that. So. Um, that aside, yeah, so, that, so that's kind of where we spent most of it. Oh, and then yeah. the other game that we played. Well, the, no, no, the Snake of Genesis. Oh one. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we 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 have a we have a tradition. Is it is it is it three years in a row now? I think it's three years in a yeah. row now. We've done this. Um, I'm so glad that it's been here all three years. They have a huge room. Uh, basically, there's this absolutely massive exhibition hall that they section off into four. Yeah. Into four so, places. So there's the <clears throat> there's the arcade. There's the indie showcase. There's the merch area, like the uh, vendors area, I guess. Yeah. And then there's this area which is completely dedicated to just tables and tables, televisions and televisions and televisions with console games. Yeah, and there well, there's oh. some spots where there's like PC games set up too. Yeah, yeah. Like like and, yeah. They, and they, they've got they've got like a couple land tables so people can do like uh, you know Halo matches and yep. that's cool. oh wow that's yeah. really cool yeah it's super cool and yeah. like those I love shit like that and those <laughs> like open like late yeah. into the and, night and like and like all the all the consoles that don't output HD every single one of them is hooked up to a CRT yeah I'm which, so happy about which, it which some of the CRTs are better than others but yeah <laughs> it's but like... anyway so this this uh, tradition that we've established every single year Sam and I uh, and Whoever we can drag okay, into whoever it. we can drag into it will <laughs> will uh, go and find the Sega Genesis section, and we will sit down at whichever one is currently loaded up with uh, the Wheel of Fortune game. <laughs> oh my god! So we just do that, and it's like we. I mean, all. Like, I mean, we just fuck around. Yeah, no, pretty much. <laughs> oh no! Like, we'll always like things where we'll have like the thing where it's like partially spelled out, and we'll try to like put like words yeah. into it that clearly isn't the solution. I remember last year. Uh, I think Sam was <laughs> Sam was elsewhere, but I had dragged a different friend over, uh, my my good friend Nick Smalley, um, and we we were playing, and the 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 phrase was "Merry Holly Jolly Christmas," and like. It was a little difficult because nobody actually says that. Nobody says "Merry right. Holy Jolly Christmas." Yeah, no, it's, no, it's like no one ever. This so, baffling thing of Wheel of Fortune where yeah. we have something like place or thing so or it was quote, like, and it's like what? Before we figured out the full thing, we at, at one point we were just like, okay, we give up. We're just gonna try to solve it, and we wrote we, we wrote out um, Quevy like Q U E V Y because we knew there was a Y in there and an E. <laughs> Oh, actually, the E wasn't in the right place, but we wrote out Quevy Holly Jolly Crustmas, like C H R U S T. Quevy Holly Jolly Crustmas, and that is just stuck in my mind forever. The highlight, the highlight of uh, this session around was we had a six letter. Oh, question, God. And the hint was person, and none of it. We spun, we spun, but we had to, we got through like 12 letters. And the fucking the word was we cowboy. we almost ran out of uh, wait. I, we almost ran out of consonants yeah like wait what was it, it was cowboy. cowboy and none of us got any letters of it what it took us yeah. for fucking ever and none of us like I I at least didn't have enough money on my uh, you know in with my player character to uh, buy a vowel. <laughs> So, so we couldn't do anything. Oh guys, so you guys completely missed O for some yeah, reason. Yeah, no, it, well, like, well, we, we couldn't buy any vowels because we couldn't find yeah. the consonants to use. <laughs> and eventually, I was like, okay, I'm going to start branching out and I'm going to go with W, which no one ever does. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was there and it's right. like, oh, great. And then I think I eventually hit C and I was like, yeah. okay, I figured it, it was just for... Mm. No, no. The other one. No, okay, the other one. So we 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 picked... I think it was phrase was the category. It was, yeah, it was, sure. It was, it was, it was something... We, we figured it was phrase. don't drink the water. Yeah, that yes. was... Which is weird. Okay. So here's the issue, right? It's a Sega Genesis. Wait. Okay, so yeah. yes. So, it's yeah. a Sega Genesis. Uh, it, it, the controller was such that we had to really like press hard down on on, on the button to actually select. <laughs> yeah, we anything. had like a boat broken <laughs> controller. Um, the, Someone's crusty ass Sega Genesis controller. Yeah, okay. The, games, the 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 games uh like scrolling like just to to go between each letter. It was like you know it's it's, okay. it's every letter of the alphabet li- lined up in a horizontal line. Yeah. Right, right. And we right, had yeah. and and we all knew what it was. It was don't drink the water. 
all three of us went through an individual round of trying <laughs> to just wrestle with the controls to, to write out don't drink the water before time was up. We all failed at least once until Sam wow. managed to do it fast I, enough. I know, like, it was just like the weirdest, <laughs> like, fucking thing ever. It was just like... Two rotations, <laughs> two full rotations. Yeah, no, yeah. it was just like... It... <laughs> So anyway, I like Wheel of Fortune for Genesis, and I can, intend to continue playing it for every match. I know. I, that I, I keep hoping that we're gonna find like you know Family Feud on the SNES one oh year. It's like, oh please, like we just need. We, like, they really should remake <laughs> Wheel of Fortune onto modern consoles. I mean, oh, they have. There is a Wii version. There is a Wii version, and there was yeah. a yeah. version too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and wow, I didn't. I don't remember that. Yeah, no, yeah. Put it on. Put it on the Switch. I'll get. I'll get oh Switch for that. Well, well <laughs> online play, please. Online play. I'll <laughs> get Switch for that. I'm just sad that they didn't have like the the weird like Nintendo 64 version of like Wheel of Fortune, where they yeah. have like these terrible cutouts of people, and it was just like, oh my god. It, All right. Yeah, it's, it's they're a, sprites. They're just literal sprites. Yeah, it was weird. But anyway, so uh, quick quick aside, still still on topic, but not talking about Magfest. Although I did <clears> actually play this at Magfest. Um, I picked up Fate Stella again after only playing it in like one sitting previously. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot that I liked it. Oh yeah, we were talking about that. Like Warriors games in general as a genre, it's those types of games where like you go super hard in it for six hours. Yeah. You get you get a really good session out of it, and then you put it down, forget about it for three months, see the game case, like see that jewel case, pop it open, look at the manual, go. I should really do this again. You pick it back up six more hours, and it's just this endless loop. Yeah, wow. like, Fate, every yeah. year since I played Dynasty Warriors. All yeah, no, back. me too. Uh, Fate Stella is uh, it, it's in the style of it's in the style of Dynasty Warriors, but it's also like equal parts of visual novel. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> which uh, actually I think is so. part of why I haven't gotten very far in it because I need to like sit down with it, and that's the kind of like the Musou gameplay is the kind that. I usually want to like just kind of do idly when I'm not when I don't want to pay attention to a game. <laughs> See, the other problem too is that it's Fate Stay Night, so you have to like you gotta find like a quiet place where you're pretty sure no one's gonna barge in on you. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> yes. It, it's the yeah. <laughs> well, 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 I mean, you know, Fate Extella at least is a game you can play with anyone who's okay with fanservice-y games, I guess. But, well, I mean, uh, I mean, it's either that or Xenoboob Saga. It's like you get one of those. Come on. Xenobl Xenoblade isn't as bad as Fate Extella. No, by a long shot. there's still some weird Okay, but um, uh, one interesting thing that I realized about this game is most Warriors games have you, if not all of them, I guess, have you, uh, like, having to travel for a while between the different keeps. Like, there's this big open field area, and you can just get bogged down fighting enemies in the open field. Uh, and, and that always kind of killed my enjoyment, because I'd always lose because I would forget about defending the keeps. Um, mm -hmm. Fate Extella just has this cool, like... Uh, it's this, like a subway system. Yeah, it's almost like a subway system. You, just, you, like, you go to the exit, and you get to just zoom around quickly to the next keep, and it's great. And that kind of has renewed my interest in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, finally... Okay, so finally, and we had played this game uh, last year at Magfest. They had a ton more machines, I thought, last year. But... No, it's the same. Yeah, it's just because it was against the back wall. Oh, okay, all right. So it's this. So, oh, so I'll just start with this little story because this is like what happened when um, Marcy first told me about it. Because I think it was we we didn't see it the first day. I think it was the second day yeah. at Magfest when you found it. Because I remember waking up and you like came to the room and I was still kind of just like, but and it's just like Sam, you need to come downstairs and like play this game in the arcade called Jewbeat, and I'm like. What? <laughs> and then it's like when I get there, it's like J U. And by the way, it's supposed to be pronounced U beat apparently, but you know we didn't know that. Yeah. So we just saw it there. And so here, here's it. Here's the way to describe it. So it is a game where the so there's two screens. Like, yeah. or, well, no, I think there's only no. One. Well, okay, okay, whatever. So there, there, there's one main screen for like. Uh, uh, selecting, I don't know. Well, well, no, what it is is the main screen where it shows, like, your score and, like, you know, yeah, things yeah, yeah. like that. And then you have, like, this other screen that, like, it's actually, like, it is a grid of, like, 4x4, four four, like, squares. I think it's 5x5. Five five, no, it's 4x4. Four four no, it's 4x4. Four four. Four. Okay. Yeah. So it's these grid of 4x4 four four squares, and every single square has its own little, like, LCD panel below it. And what you, and so like when you like go through your thing and it's a music rhythm game by the way so I'll just say that and like you know you go to the thing you select what song you want to do and then you hit it and what happens is that 
the the screens light up. The, the, like, little, the little LCD panels under each individual uh, like, square on the grid, which each each square is a button. Also. Yeah, and so like mm-hmm. they basically light up, and you hit the button at the point when the animation on the little square is like perfect, and then you get like you know the perfect button press there. Oh, I think I got it. It's kind of like a cross between a leapy dangerous and like popping music. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like okay. that. Yeah, so it's a bit like, but it's like the cool thing about it is that. The fact that the the way the animations work on the screen, because you'll see when they start, and you don't want to hit right when it starts. Yeah. Like, it sort of, like, builds to it, and there's a certain point where you want to hit it. You can either, you know, do, like, poor, okay, miss, you know, like, same thing like any kind of, like, DDR game. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, the cool thing about it is just the fact that you can kind of, like, gauge on how you want to do your hand movements. Yeah, you can... It. I, I find it so much easier... Okay, so, you know, a lot of rhythm games sort of take after uh, Guitar Hero, where they, they have something coming toward you in 3D space or else there's DDR where everything is yeah everything is coming from the top or no, it's mm-hmm. coming from the bottom yeah, going coming up from the bottom going up and you have you know it's it's just like this big mess of things that are all moving together and you have to really like learn how to read what comes in what order especially in the more complicated charts but with UB uh, the way the you know just each individual panel just starts to animate all of a sudden. Like, like it, you know, it goes from from blank to suddenly it's animating and you got, gotta get ready to press it. Huh. But if a bun, you know, if, if you have a huge string of them, then you can see exactly, like, this one started first, then this one, then this, and this, then this, and this, and you know exactly what order to press them in, and it's so much more intuitive than any other rhythm game I've ever played, and it's... It's just wonderful. No, it is. And so we were happy to see that it was here again because apparently, like, there was, like, some issue with the people who brought it, like, last year. Like, they thought that we Nobu was taking care of the machines. Well, like, it was a very weird kind of, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, that kind of thing. But um, but it's, like, the, the really just... I mean, the, the cool thing about Fribe is having people play because I love the game. And, like, so much so that I uh, downloaded the iOS version onto my iPhone. Which, so is, could, like, which is called Juke Beat because they had some issues in America with the name. Yeah, because it's, you know, like we just kind of said, you know, where yeah. it's like, no. don't want to pick something like that. But it was, like, I, I was worried that it was, like, you know, it was, like, it kind of, I think, I can't tell if it's, like, the latest version or anything like that, but when I was going through it, and, like, I'm looking through the song, select, song selection, there was, like, a couple songs oh, that right, I knew the, from the With thing. the arcade version. With the arcade version, yeah. So it's, yeah. like, looking through the song selection, there was a couple that I knew from, like, the mobile app and I played last year, but they also had, they had a song that, um, uh, Yasutaka Nakata, who, he's the guy who does, like, the music behind, like, the Japanese pop group, um... Perfume and um, Kiri Pami Pamu, Kiri Pami Pamu, mm-hmm. uh, Meg. But he's like, but been yeah. doing a bunch of music on his own. Castle, Castle. of course. He's doing music yeah. on his own, and he had one that he did like a single for a movie called Nani Momo. Not, oh, sorry, Nani Mono. Yeah, Nani Mono. Which that was there, and if that wasn't enough, they also had um, uh, Live Tune, who he's famous for doing um, Vocaloid songs. He did a song with a uh, vocalist called uh, Fukase from the band. Seikai no Owari? Owari? Owari, yeah. Which was like the opening theme for the Devil Survivor anime. Yeah. So it's like, oh, these wow. two songs were there, and I was like, yeah, that's so, right. I was so excited. I was just like, <gasps> and I was just like starting, because I know these songs so well. And the way that the game is set up, that it's like, if you know the songs, you can get with the kind of beat that the game is doing. Yeah. Which is why it's so cool, because it really like, it, it, it just makes it so that, you know, if you know the music, like, you can just get into the game. It's not like where you have to actually learn if you want to do really well with it. Yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. could start on, like, you know, like, the, quote, advanced difficulty for songs and, like, do fine because I knew how the beat of the song goes. And because of the way that the the, the blocks move around, there's actually a really good sense of logic to it. Like, you'll have it sometimes where it'll, like, start on the very bottom block and it will just kind of, like, go around in a square of the thing. And then you'll have, like, these sub-beats that go on with the other hand while the other hand is doing, like, another part. So it's... It's just really cool, because it just makes it feel like, you know, it, it feels, I'll say this, as far as rhythm games go with music, it's the one that feels the closest to, like, actually playing, like, a musical instrument. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, if I yeah. had to cut it down, I think the reason why it's um, a very good tactile experience is because not only are you seeing the notes coming, but you're literally interacting with the surfaces where the notes are. Yeah, yeah you, right. you you feel each, like, there's the tactile feedback, which, yeah. of course, it's is like a, arcade the, the iOS button, or button, iOS uh, version, of course, doesn't have yeah. that, that luxury, yeah. but, which is why I'm always, like, really eager to go play on the arcade machine. Yeah, because it just, it just yeah. feels good. It feels it, so good. Because it's like when you... I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna go ahead and say to any listener who is like listening to this and has not uh, googled U beat that is J U beat. Uh, go ahead and do so because it really puts into perspective uh, what's being said here. It literally is like a cube machine. Yeah. Um, it's and it's it looks fantastic, but it's also like unless you're there, you probably don't really like get it. Yeah. But it's it, it it looks really like intuitive and yeah. That's why that's why like I, I, I went up. I went up to Sam that uh, last year, and like I didn't say look at this on my phone or anything. I said come to come follow me with to the arcade and let's play it. And I'm just like okay, whatever. And I'm like I'm game for anything. I'm yeah. Like okay, but right. I'm, that's why I'm here. But yeah. yeah, no, I had no idea. And then it's like it just it just reminded me how much I hate the fact that like the United States has more or less just like given a big middle finger to the idea of an arcade because it's we- like really need them in my town we yeah. need them everywhere it's just like every time i see like i mean the way that they like i okay so like after the end of each game it displays this thing like oh you can bring your smartphone or your like you know ub card and like continue on with your progress and go like there's this whole community thing that goes on with it and it's like yep. you know we don't have any of that yeah that's like a, right. with like sound voltax or like mm-hmm. it's like a, guys, music i know like it's like i fuck just let me play this <laughs> I just want to like I just let me import this Japanese player's card. I, like ser- or just no, not even that. Just <laughs> put the machine in my house, and I'll just like do this from now on. Yeah, right. I just said uh, I would love to have one of these in my house. And it's and it's nice because it's like the speakers that are on it, they're loud, so you can actually hear the music, and it's very directed at your face. So yeah. even in like a noisy, <laughs> even in like a noisy area, you can still hear like the music pretty well. So yeah, That's but awesome. it's like but it's like super yeah, fun. But also the songs yeah. on it are just really fun and cool. I mean, it's J-pop, so if you hate J-pop, well then not for you but for the rest of us who enjoy it and know it's fun yeah no we're, we're yeah i mean i mean good. if you've been playing japanese rhythm games you probably at least have a tolerance for j-pop yeah i would hope so yeah, yeah. if you're if you're even adjacent to it because like the, right. there, there's not only like j-pop songs in there of course like i'm i'm an old like i listen to a bunch of old toho music mm-hmm. and i have still have nightmares to when I used to listen to IOSIS a lot, there was there was Bad Apple on there, there was Red Alice on there. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that every single rhythm game in the entire arcade here has uh, has the Bad Apple remix. Probably, <laughs> it's, on, it's on Rhythm Gun Gun too. Yeah, oh no, my what? Like, <laughs> wow. Uh, and when I say I'm pretty sure, I mean I have seen it on many of them. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, so, so that that's the big draw every single magfest now is like do they have ub do they have ub do they have ub yes they have ub Cause we, yeah because especially because after the whole scare where it's like oh no they're not going to be there it's like no somebody brought the machines and yeah thank god because we love it great playing hard to get that's, makes us love it what uh what guests have you guys well sorry before i even get there i went to the magfest website just to look at guests and stuff like that but i also see Mag cats and mag dogs. What's that about? I I'm not sure. Oh, no. Is it what? Are you sure you're on the right website? Is that like yeah, a, super.magfest.org? Holy crap! Is that like a, a gallery of cats and dogs? I hope so. If so. I mean, yes, I see pictures of at least uh, eleven cats. Is there a description? Is it like it, it and at least? kind of thing, you know? Oh, maybe. It just says cats of Magfests and dog of Magfests. Because I, I have not seen any animals around the hall, so it's probably definitely like that Staff Babies thing. Yeah. Like at the end of like video games where it's like, hey, yeah. Really oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Here, here it is, just a big scrolling list of, here's a bunch of cats. That's really Yeah, cool. it does It does look to be like that. <laughs> it's got some of that, like that's what the MacBest system there, too has like, there some is, of flavor. There is like literally nothing here, other than it, like, here, I just clicked on one for a cat named Sunny, and it just says, Sunny is a very nice kitty. And then just a bunch of pictures. That's good. That's I, good. I fucking love this con. I thought you guys knew more about it than nope. I. Oh, no, no, I'm just, a, I, no, no, it's, I'm just as confused and delighted as you are. Maybe, it's maybe funny. this is the real Magfest right here. Like this is like the Illuminati esque. Like these are the real bodies behind. So what, I mean, so what? This is like the la la lule low of Magfest or yes, something. Absolutely. One of these, one of these cats is like. In a microphone and also playing with a soundboard, so I don't know. <laughs> oh God, that's the new guess. Maybe they're the real artists. When 2019 God. comes up, like the like the DJ battle is gonna be like a cat and a dog. I would fucking pay every dollar amount to see that. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be like a slot fest, but even just crazier. Yeah. Um. So good to know we cleared up the cat and dogs. Um. 
what uh who who have you guys been paying attention to what like acts or guests have you um, been so so we had we'd only done like a couple of like the event stuff we did there work. are some people i'm super excited <clears throat> to see like yeah. there was the super soul bros who are like a really good like jam band and they're doing like their the, did they already do their listen party for like the first studio album I don't remember. I have to check that out. Oh no, no, that's not. That's tonight. <laughs> that's okay. tonight. Okay, yeah. yeah. So. And then like walking out, like yeah, they they, they they have their first. The Super Soul Bros have their first uh, their first studio album out, and it's a mother tribute album. I am so oh. cool. yeah. I love mother so much. And, and they're doing a listening party. Yeah, here. and then like I know that there's insane in the rain music coming out. Like walking on the way out, he was just playing in like the the lobby bar like jam area. Yeah, and then like Rich out <laughs> EB, the guy who did like Determination side uh, Red side. And then who also did that with Ace Waters, who did with his side blue and side purple, uh, just released a Toho um, album, and I think is also walking around MagFest. And I'm super yep. excited for that. Like just a bunch of these like people that I see on YouTube, and then right. also like we Crush Forty. Big, Cru- well, big it's not it's not actually well, not, not actually Crush. It's 40, not Crush Forty because Johnny Gioelli isn't yeah, here. But yeah. it's, it's just doing cinema, so yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so yeah, so that was like one of the things, um, you know, the whole the, the song yeah. music adventure. Um, they had a Q and A Q&A panel this morning, which is like, it. Whenever you have a Q and A Q&A panel that has, um, you know, like a foreigner in, you know, like visiting the one doing it, it can always be a little bit mixed because you know they can mm-hmm. only answer so well depending on the context as well as the translation of the question. Um, but it was like fun, you know, just hearing like, oh yeah, we work on this. There seems to be this thing that everybody, th- everybody, including the composers themselves, say that uh, the soundtrack to Sonic and the Black Knight does not deserve the soundtrack that it was given because yeah. it's actually a really competent and well done soundtrack for a wow. game that is very mm, yeah yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of funny, and then it's like, and then you know, I love it when people ask just like really benign questions, like they ask like it's like, oh, it's like. You know, what's your all favorite sandwich? And the guy was just like, you know, and then it was just like they were like, you say sandwich? And so it's like June was like, oh, this is a hard one. Yeah, you know, this is like, how do you answer that? Um, so you know, it's always fun to see like that, but it's it's definitely a bit harder to get something you know um, from out of it, especially because it's like I imagine like. Um, the way that conventions, you know, like work in, you know, the U.S. are completely different than what goes on over yeah. in Japan. Because I even, because even like, um, I'm trying to think. It was, uh, I think it was, I can't remember if it was actor Takeshi where they were like really hesitant on answering one of the questions. Yeah. Because they were like worried about it, like offending somebody. Yeah. Oh. And so it's like, so there was like that kind of like little bit to it, which is like understandable. But yeah. So it, it, it's very fun. It's it like we. Um, Two years ago, uh, Yumiaki and um... oh yeah, the Katamari Yumiaki being the uh, composer for the Katamari, bunch, yeah, bunch of Katamari sound people. Yeah, yeah, so they were there, and it's like they were like super fun because they were just like big yeah. nerds, and it's like Yumiaki did like a whole fucking DJ setup that same night of like Katamari and Namco music. It was just <laughs> amazing. It was, yeah, it was Katamari. There was Tekken. There was Ridge Racer. There was some Pac-Man. I yeah. still but didn't he do some mapping music too? <laughs> I think he yeah. did. Yeah. I, I still just like load up the the uh, like official recording of that of that show and just listen it's, to it. It's so good because it just reminds you like it's so many good and a, a little 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 disappointing. Um, a regular who's been here for uh, previous cons at least, um, uh, Austin Wintery, um, wasn't here this year, which he's. Most famously, he's done uh, the soundtrack for the game Journey, which is kind of like the yeah. darling. As well as uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yeah, yeah, he did Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Oh, wow. um, uh, uh, Monaco? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, Monaco. Yeah, Monaco. Yeah. Yours is um, mine, is mine, is yours. Yeah, and um, <laughs> like, I think he did, I think he did like, a, like a Leisure Suit Larry game or something. Yeah, yeah he, he did. Yeah, he talked yeah, about did. it last year. Huh. And he was like really excited. It was like, you know, like whatever. Yeah. But, um, not last year, but the year before, they did this thing, and this was like, and so at the time I was there with, um, uh, my boyfriend at the time, we, you know, like, we had gone to the concert where they were doing, they, they were calling a journey live, and he opened up with a joke, it's like, if you're respecting, like, a band in particular, you're probably gonna be really confused what I'm doing here. Um, <laughs> but what they did was... Yeah, I, I sure did stop believing. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's it, podcast over. <laughs> um, so, what, what they did was they were able to get a copy of the game Journey from... Sony that had all of the music cut out of it. Like, any of the music that was in the game was not there. And instead, they had, like, a live, like, chamber group playing the music on stage. Wow. As as there were, like, players that were kind of, like, swapping out. Because they all kind of, like, they had either um, paid for, like, they did, like, a Kickstarter for, like, the um, the Journey concert. And they actually just had, like, a, like, a 
draft, basically, where uh, the, the night before, where people essentially auditioned to play Journey. Yeah, and so um, yeah, so it was so just they, this... yeah they they had a they had a, a line of people backstage, and they would just kind of swap out players every time they get to a checkpoint. And Austin was conducting the whole time. They all had like this these special cue sheets to know like okay, this is happening in the game right now, so we have to play this cue now. Yeah, I think I think I think the way that um Austin had it was that he had like, you know, they all had like iPads or something and he yeah. had to like hit the button like yeah. to queue up, okay, we're going to this thing. Right. Next. And they, so it was they, all networked, so everyone would get the queue on their on their iPad. Yeah. That's so, incredible. No, yeah, it was like this super cool thing. I just Yeah, and I, and of course Austin was was watching the same projection that we were. Yeah, no, so it was great. And so <laughs> at yeah, the back of the stage. And it's like I just remember like as soon as they started, you know, first they opened up with like the opening song of like Journey. And it's like, you know, oh this is like really pretty. Like as soon as they get into the game and there's just like that kind of like bell and just like the, you know, thump, like it's like, oh good, now my eyes are watering like nothing's fucking even happened yet like (laughs) the whole thing was just amazing like to the point where like you know like you get to the you know for anybody who's not played journey what is wrong with you um (laughs) but also like you know there's this part at the end where you essentially like kind of make the ascension into heaven and it's like at that point you know i've been kind of like you know i was like misty eyed and everything like that it's like i started like you know crying because it was just like one of the most beautiful things that i had ever seen because it's just happening there and I just remember when they get to the end song that's like the lyric credits, like I literally Yeah, just they like, brought out they brought out the vocalist mm. who actually recorded for the game. I yeah. I I, I, like, oh, wow. I was hunched over and sobbing. Like I remember my boyfriend grabbing me, like being like, like, honey, are you okay? And I'm just like, I'm like I I just lost it. I couldn't I feel not. things. I I was just yeah. like it was everything was gone. Like I couldn't even like I remember, <laughs> I remember just like going up to Austin afterward, like wiping my face, and I'm just like <laughs> like, it's like I love you, but I hate you so much, right? As I was like, oh my, so, yeah. So there hasn't been an experience like that just yet at this year's Magfest. Not, not so fast for, not so far for this mm-hmm. year. And it's like, I don't like much as I love Sonic Adventure music. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be bawling at Live and Learn. No, I, I don't think so either. That would be really cool. I'm going to be, I'm going to be singing time. along for sure. I, oh no! If they, when they get to fucking City Escape, everybody in the fucking room better be singing along, or oh, I'm yeah. going to be fucking yeah. angry because that's like that is that's the, actually yeah they specifically it's iconic. Actually, uh, they're probably I don't know if they're going to play Sonic Heroes. They're specifically calling this the Sonic Adventure music experience. Yeah. I didn't think about wow. that until just now, but actually, I'm excited about that because that means we might get some slightly deeper cuts. Yeah, yeah. which I'm totally good with. Because I kind of am tired of uh, Jun Sinoe always playing the hits. Yeah, which I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. but it's like there's still like the couple that it's like, no, we need to like do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, like no doubt it'll be fun. But I mean, there's. Uh, like I said, a lot of the panels that we went to, like we went to one um, earlier today that was. Um, oh yeah, that. So I want to shout out to because MacFest isn't all about like video games. They have traditional like TRPG, like tabletop element stuff too. Yeah, like D and D, Warhammer. Um, um, they have like they have uh, Adventures League stuff happening. Like there's a whole mm-hmm. section up on like the upper floors where you can you can go you can break out the board games, the TRPG. They have DMs that are there that will pick up oh, and so cool. people through. Yeah. So it's it's not it's not all digital. There's like a lot of things about storytelling. And the the panel we went to is a world building. Yeah, and so it was a world building um, where uh, the panelist um, that was there, like the main guy who was kind of like heading it, was uh, I think he he done he could done a couple different tabletop things, but he done um, uh, like consulting for video game stories as well. But he but a lot of the talk in the room was you know more focused on um, tabletop and you know whatever. But it was really cool because the way that it was set up is that. Most of the time when you go to a panel, you just kind of have, like, you know, here's people at the very front, here's a projector with their PowerPoint presentation, they're blah, 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 talking their whole thing. Everybody raise their hands, ask questions, everything like that. This one was much more base, like, the so all the chairs were set up in a circle. So it was like this, you know, kind of like, you know, just like, you know, Socratic seminar yes, exactly. situation. That's the words I wanted to do. And, 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 so, and so it became, like, an just, open... Just floor. like my private school English class. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, so, and so it became this, you know, like, this open forum where people just kind of, like just talked about their experiences and their idea of like doing any sort of like tor- storytelling which was the cool part about it was it's like of course you know we had our experts kind of like giving their two cents about it but it also gave people you know the ability to like chime in and share like their own experiences which i think is way more valuable for like any sort of like you know convention experience right and especially since it was so small like it could be tailored to the people who were there and yeah. the questions they had and the things they wanted to learn about. Yeah, and it was, I, it was it wasn't just like there were a lot of DM speaking, but me too. Like I'm <laughs> I'm a player. Like 
like on all the tabletop side yeah. of things. And so we had not only DMs coming in and being like, hey, my players are like such and such and such. And so you had long-time players who would go, oh, you know, like this is sort of like the player side of things. And yeah. Bounce it back and forth. Right. Learning about just how to better build your own player character, I think, is important yeah. to, to think about. Well, and it was a lot. I think it was a lot about, I think really kind of like a big focus was this like how do you make a world that you know players feel like they can fit themselves into in yeah, some way agree. and so yeah, and yeah. That, that kind of like exchange that goes back and forth and so there were like discussions talked about you know where it's like the concept I think the concept was like um, you know, like the big concepts that were thrown around were like context, and then um, and I put quotes around this like rules. So like rules of that world, which it's an important thing because when it's rules, that means things that can also be broken. You know, like yeah, rules. So it was like so it was just this really nice kind of way to just kind of like how do we you know address these sort of like not so you know direct things. Like it wasn't it wasn't even stuff like about like oh how do I tell a good story? How do I you know <laughs> make an adventure that's fun or something? It's like yeah. how do I deal with like really strange circumstances yeah. and how do I make it feel like something that isn't just like you how, know cheap like, yeah. a, like a cheap like you know really like just yeah. force that like in there. hey just you know to bring back that word from earlier a gimmick yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly well, that's, the, that's the thing too like the thing that I admired is it wasn't just like here's how to put together a well-flowing piece of story it was also like here's how you can use like the element like of what you haven't developed or here's how you can direct people's attention to what matters and not have to specifically go out and explain every little bit it's like you can have some mystery and exploit that as a story mm-hmm. yeah. and as a storyteller to direct people's attention to the right things of what matters of where you can diverge Yeah. so it was that's that's like the, the, that's, a, that's the other charm of MacFest is you have all of these small discussion panels where people can just sit down and jam and have like specific use case like hey this is what I'm doing. Like last year, didn't they have like a big Arduino panel? Like one? Yeah. Oh yeah, they did. I remember doing that one. There was also one that they had where it's like literally just a bunch of musicians getting into one room, and it's like, all right, we're all musicians. It's like, okay, let's write a song. And so it was just like, you know, this weird thing. You're just like trying to be experimental. Yeah. Uh, there was one that went on last night where it was um, creators coming together discussing mm-hmm. how they deal with things like, you know, like um, dealing with lack of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, things like avoiding getting burnt out on like what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, like just kind of things like talking, you know, creators talking with each other, like going, it's like, how have we dealt with like these kinds of things? And I think that's, I think that's the really good thing is that there's a huge encouragement of, you know, veterans as well as just like anybody who's worked in any sort of like amount of this field to kind of talk about like how they've handled situations right? Um, and, you know, the things that they've gone to and sort of like teach that to people and it's never anything that's like a lecture it's yeah. it's never yeah. like ever feels like i'm an expert on this and this is how you should yeah. handle this thing it's more just like we're all here for the same thing we like video games we like art here's how we handle the different aspects of it you know together and how we can you know make yeah. this community still what i think is great about magfest um and speaking to what you guys are talking about um it it from what i understand it is well, it's it's founded by and driven by um, a lot of people who, um, you know, are sort of in and around, like, for instance, the OC Remix scene. And right. if we shine a spotlight on OC Remix real quick, that is a site that, you know, was just there for people who like remixing video game music. Um, and the, the, a lot of the founders of OC Remix and the people who sort of maintain and judge there are all sort of based in this area. Uh, hence their strong MAGFest presence. But OC Remix has, like, so many people from that site who still judge, still help run it, um, or at the very, very least, sort of got their start on there, have gone on to be, uh, to be actual game music composers in many cases for very, very high-profile games. And these people, because of their, because of their beginnings, understand the value of community and, you know, bringing people together, nurturing their interests, and uh, sharing wisdom, because that's sort of what the OC Remix forums are, are all about. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, here's my remix, tell me how to how to improve it. Yeah, it's like a big tapper. And, and, and it, yeah, it all just kind of, you know, snowballs from there until we have this gigantic convention where everyone is just there, you know, largely to you know, to learn, to meet people, and to just, you know, make... They, they learn, they play, and they celebrate. Yeah, and, and, right. and to mingle with with uh, people who just love doing the same things. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of, like, 
intersectional creativity right. going oh, on. And it's like, and it's like the thing that um, that I kind of find just a really good example of like what we've had, what we've had to do. Sorry, we were just oh reminded. God, we were just reminded there was somebody walking around Magfest with a uh, Hideo Kojima uh, body pillow. So that's oh. so we were just sorry giggling there, just completely break mood, but. Like, I think kind of like the most striking thing that happened was actually something that happened, I think it was not last year, but the year before last. No, it was last year. I'm sorry. Because um, it was when I had, you know, like we saw Austin again and everything. And we were just kind of like, you know, there was like a point where I had gotten to be able to like talk with him. We were just like geeking out about music as musicians do. And it's just like, and for me, I'm still thinking it's like, oh, this guy is like really cool and successful. And then it's like <clears throat> right around the same time. Somebody we passed by just like looked, like waved at me. It's like, oh, Sam, blah, blah, blah. Because they knew that I'd done stuff for like um, Starfighter and Hustlecat. It was just like this thing of like. Uh, right, Sam's uh, hanging out with someone he's a fan of, and someone comes up to Sam is like, oh my god, hi, I'm a big fan. And I'm just like <laughs> looking at like Austin. Isn't that just, great? Like, I'm like, uh, what? Uh, this is weird. Like, Welcome. I want to get there. Yeah. I want to be there. I know. No, it's just like stuff like that, or, or the best. <laughs> okay, here's the best one. This is my favorite thing. So, um, the year before last was the first time that I met Austin, and we talked for a bit, and I was telling him, like, the stuff that I was working on, and it's like, yeah, he listened to some of it, and he's like, this is, like, really cool stuff, like, you know, blah, blah, super cool mm-hmm. thing, and we, like, met a couple times, talked to him a little bit more then. <laughs> the, the, the year, the next following year, we, like, go to his panel, because I think it was one of the first ones in the morning, and we just yeah. wanted to see him, and it was, like, another friend of ours was in there, too. Uh-huh. And so this person, like, apparently before we, like, walked up there was, like, giving him this, like this, like, Arabic, like, body aroma oil or something to, like, put, like, as a gift, you know, like, it's like, okay, it's like, oh, this is, like, really cool, he, like, puts it on, and then just Austin just, like, looks at me and just kind of, like, does this, like, oh, this person's familiar, walks up, he's like, he's like, here, smell me, and I'm like, (laughs) that's really funny, and it's like, Austin, it's been a year since I've seen you, and this is how you first (laughs) decide to come up, like, okay, cool, like, and that's the end of our description of MAGFest in a nutshell, yeah, I know, it was like, yeah, no, it was just this weird moment of like, uh, well, okay, I guess that's what's happening yeah. now. That's it. Wow. Well, I'm glad you guys are having a great time. Uh, Sounds like got, a really cool time. Yeah, we still got another day left, which I think, We're, I yeah. think tomorrow is like the day when a lot of the stuff. Tomorrow is like the day if today wasn't already. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's, it's either Friday or Saturday is the day. Tomorrow we're going into one of the little jam pods that they have. Uh, stationed around where you can just kind of go in and play music, and yep. we're gonna we're gonna play some things. Yep. Uh, play some music from Near Automata, as I mentioned earlier. Yep, and hopefully, awesome. hopefully, get other people to like join in and have fun with it. So, yeah, you know, yeah, we'll figure it out. Great. Well, since I know you guys are some music and sound uh, developers, engineers, whatever, um, it's time for some plugging for your own, uh, you know, stuff that you got going on, and your. Uh, Twitters and Instagrams and your Tumblers if you got them. So, uh, let's start with uh, Sam. I mean, are you sure? Have you seen my Twitter? It's nothing but a bunch of horrible shit postings. All right. I know that's a, that's Everyone's how I make Twitter. my rant. Okay, so um, easiest place, the place that I'm the most active is Twitter. So just look at S A M M N E I L A N D. Yes, I'm Sam with two M's. Sam Neeland. Uh, Sam Neeland, and then uh, I think my I think my Instagram is like. Sam underscore Neeland. And if you actually look there, I just posted um, some uh, photos that I did because I have a, uh, a 9S cosplay. Um, oh, that's and, right. And that Marcy took some photos before we got to MAGFest, and they turned out really cool, so I put yeah. some up there, so if anybody wants to see that. But yeah, uh, twitter.com uh, slash S-A-M-N-E-I-L-A-N-D. That's mostly where I do stuff. That's where it has links to all the things that I do, the music I did, blah, 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 all that stuff. So uh, Awesome. Uh, Marcy? Uh, so I uh, am also mostly active on Twitter. It's uh, Shadolith, S-H-A-D-O-L-I-T-H. Um, that's that's really about it for me. Um, I don't really Are you think... sure? Should I be Paul and yell at you about Well, okay, you I do have something. I, 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 uh, if you go to the same username on Tumblr, uh, I, I do generally try to post things I'm working on. Um, so that's actually a good repository for actual stuff I've done. Uh, I just did a song with my like longtime favorite songwriter, yeah. Joe Hawley. Um, I'm very, oh, wow. very proud of that. I've yeah. been a huge fan of his since I was like 14. Yeah. Um, very good. Yeah. Yep. And our new friend, Corbin. Hi, what's up? It's me, Corey. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Endless Musings. That's E E N. Or sorry. <laughs> Endless. Endless. That's that's what happened when I when I drank the hot bowl. It's uh, E N D L E S S M U S I N G S. Endless Musings. I am mostly just creator adjacent. I do not. I do collabos basically. With yeah. Like yeah. Guys. He's yeah. a he's a really good singer and has. Uh... I, I perform. I do not have the patience to compose. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Fair I, enough. Yeah, you have to have a certain level of like. Uh, you love monotony. You have like, you have to tinker with things. You have I, to like. I, that, that's like the thing that I always love is whenever it's like working on music, people like you know because a lot of people will stream when they're like drawing and illustrating and things. The people are like, oh, you should stream making music, and it's like you'd hate me. It's like yeah. redrawing right. mine, like five times over. But yeah, so uh, I do I do a lot of like collaborations with these nerds mm-hmm. always working on things with Marcy trying to work on things with Sam we gotta yeah. work on something yeah I know um, yeah. and I also just like dropping in on things like these to crash and give my opinion in, in a few words as, or in as few words as possible oh, you got that's fair it's funny you got, that some, my, you got some good ones you got some good ones cheers my best friend cheers. from uh, <laughs> my best friend from ele- elementary school is actually here at MAGFest uh, a couple months ago uh, his he's a he's a drum and bass producer oh, yeah, fantastic flight, yeah. flight shout out to flight F-L-I- uh, <laughs> That's F L I T E underscore U S on Twitter. Um, he uh, his his girlfriend tweeted something about how uh, he like spent an entire day having fun untangling her like super tangled yarn ball, and I just responded like, "Yep, that's that that's the life of a producer." Yes, <laughs> that's not my life. I cannot handle that. How you. You have to you have to be able to find some enjoyment in monotony. Yeah, so, yeah. it's 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 wonderful, and I appreciate the or chance in, to be in, on here. In tedium, so. actually, is what I what uh, I said specifically. Yeah, uh, I, I do appreciate being able to add my voice to this because, like you, I'm also like you all just in having Marcy, having Sam, having my friend Paul on here too. Where I saw the tweet of him being mad about Sonic Forces for three minutes. Yeah, that yes. was <laughs> quite something. I want to. I need to go back and experience that moment because it looked. It just looked exactly like how Paul would do it. It's worth listening to. <laughs> yeah. The whole episode is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, as for me, of course, you can find me on Jace Gaming on Twitter, and also the Weekly Cooldown has its own Twitter at WK Cooldown. Uh, that's it for the weekly cooldown for today, guys. I'm Kami Jace, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Later, folks. Here's the best game of 2017. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>